Hello, lovelies. Do I have a story for you today? Packed with lessons, of course. So we are gonna talk about what literally happened last night. And those of you that follow me on Instagram already had a sneak peek into this. You saw the photos, you got the full behind the scenes. And actually, if you are catching this on the day it releases, you will still see the stories shared. So you can go to my Instagram and see them, I think. Um, so yesterday was a rainy morning, which was not what we'd expected <laughs> um, here in the south of France in July. But we'd been to the beach Saturday, so we weren't feeling too sorry for ourselves. <laughs> and we decided that it would be a great time to try a new recipe. So my husband is an amazing cook. I am an amazing recipe hunter. We put those two skills together. I found something online. We went to the shop, bought the ingredients. We went for it. So I'd found the recipe, I'd read through the recipe, and then I just shared the link with him. And we started cooking, and he asked me a question about the spices, and something like really mundane, I can't even remember specifically what. And my response was, I think this, but just check the recipe before you start cooking. And he said to me, a chef doesn't need to check the recipe. And I was like, yes, boss, because he is an amazing cook, so I really trust him in that area. And... So yeah, I went back to chopping the sweet potato because my role in the kitchen is very much chopping the vegetables. And he said, oh, we're going to need more water. And I thought to myself, that's strange. <laughs> I don't remember seeing water anywhere in the recipe. So I checked the recipe on my phone and again, saw no water. So I said to him, what water? Um, we don't need water. And he said, no, you always need wa to add water when you're cooking the sweet potatoes. Like the sweet potatoes are gonna soak up all the water. But we were not supposed to be cooking the potatoes in the sauce. We were supposed to be frying the potatoes, then adding the sauce. So any of you that have experience in the kitchen probably know this. If not, if you're anything like me a few years ago, I will spell it out for you. It takes a lot longer to cook the potatoes in the sauce than it does to fry them and then add the sauce. And he was right, it does require more water. So he was right there. So the point is, skipping that step, skipping that check, actually ended up costing us more time. Now I know my husband isn't alone in this kind of thing, and I know this very well, because I myself have literally hundreds of examples in my life where I thought I'd skip a step, or skip checking, or I already know, knew what to do, or take some form of shortcut, only to have it take me longer in the end. Like I was the mistress, the masteress, the master, <laughs> which is the right one, the master of shortcuts. I prided myself on it. But not all shortcuts are actually shorter, right? Like the time, I shared this again on my Instagram at the time, but there was a time when I walked across the grass next to our apartment to get home faster. It was probably gonna save me 30 seconds. And so instead of following the footpath to get home, I cut across the grass, studying dog shit, and then had to spend time cleaning it up. Not to mention experience the smell of the dog shit. So I know for each of you listening, that you also have examples like this. You can even, if you want to, pause the podcast and think about it for a minute. What is an example you have of taking a shortcut, skipping a step, and then having it bite you in the ass? Like, and why? What happened? We can learn so much when these things happen. Of course, our brain so often wants to skim over it, pretend nothing happened, or blame others, 
or blame ourselves and go into a negative spiral, both of which keep us from the most valuable part, the learning, the lessons, the lessons, the lessons, getting to know our isms so we can solve for them in the future. And when I say our isms, I'm talking about our subconscious patterns. Like one of my teachers, Brooke Castillo, so she talks about the brain, like there's a research research and development part, like an R&D, and a manufacturing part, right? And an R&D is like our conscious part of our brain. It's our prefrontal cortex. It's out there learning, testing, making decisions about our future, consciously thinking about making that delicious recipe. And the manufacturing part is like on autopilot, just doing what we've almost done. So much so, it feels involuntary, right? That part of our brain that loves to be super efficient and it's like an assembly line in the factory. Like we don't even remember if we did the thing, it's so efficient. Like we don't remember if we turned the hair straighteners off. We don't remember if we had coffee this morning or locked the door because we do it so often. It requires so little brain awareness and our brain loves that because it loves conserving energy in case we find ourselves needing to run away from a predator in the wild. So these fuck-ups show us the manufacturing patterns that we have. So we can decide if we want to keep manufacturing that way or if we want to improve our current manufacturing processes, right? Like, trust me, I studied the Industrial Revolution and all the manufacturing processes across different continents, and things change. The most successful companies adapt, and our brains are exactly the same highly adaptable and more successful when we do. Okay, so we discover our isms, our internal manufacturing processes, our subconscious patterns, and we learn from them. So here are the three big lessons from skipping things, from skipping the checking, from being confident that we just know what we're doing because we've done it this way before. I wanted to share with you these three big lessons for you to take with you. And I encourage you, to learn from these lessons and to even think about your own. Like what lessons have you learned from skipping the checking or from rushing to do the things um, that is gonna, knowing those is gonna help you update your manufacturing processes to optimize that part of your brain and optimize your results. Okay, so lesson one, the time lesson. Not doing something that can take 30 seconds when the potential cost, the potential expense would be over an hour is not my optimal time strategy. Like check the reservation, check the flight time, check the recipe, confirm the plan, the call, the delivery time. Like what would that equivalent be for you? Where are you skipping over checking something that would take 30 seconds when the cost is super high? Like have you missed flights? Have you missed trains? Have you showed up to a call at the wrong time? Have you messed up recipes? Like, what is it for you? Is that something that comes up for you? So the time lesson of like being willing to make that small time investment up front. The second lesson is the knowledge lesson. So thinking you know something leaves you only with what you know, right? Like if you think I know how to do this, then you only keep doing it that way. And if there's anything we've seen in the world, it's that there are always improvements in how we do things. I was actually thinking about this recently, like music, right? And and there used to be records, and then there were tapes, and there were CDs. Imagine if we just stopped there. 
but we didn't stop there. And now we have like a huge libraries of music on demand available to us all the time. So be open to learning and exploring new ways of doing things because the worst case scenario is that there is no better way and you continue as you are. But the best case scenario is that you improve how you do things. Okay, lesson three. Alone is the long way. Trust me, this took me a fair amount of time to learn, a fair amount of fails to learn, a fair amount of struggle to learn. I don't want that for any of you. Ask for help. No one ever is above getting help. In fact, the smartest, the most successful people get the most help. Not only does it save time, save fails and save energy, it provides so many just like net positive benefits, like connection. That's like humans are supposed to feel connected and be connected to each other. We thrive in that environment. So so uh, when doing something alone or doing it with other people, we are going to get net benefits that aren't just the obvious ones, like saving time. This is the advantage, I should add, of being in a community, being around others doing the work you are doing, having a dedicated space to connect, to share, to learn and be supported. It's one of the best things about the Time Hackers program, and it's something my clients over and over again, say they value, they love. It's one of their favorite things about being in Time Hackers is the community there. And actually my client Sade, she said just being in this room with the people in this room grew her self-concept 10x. So what are you skipping? And what is it really costing you? And let me be super clear before closing this because I know some of you have that all or nothing thinking creeping in. And so here is what we're not saying today, okay? I'm not saying check everything more than once. Don't do that. Don't, do not do that. You don't need to read over that email seven times before sending it. But number two, don't over-research. There are a million ways to do things. But until you do it, you aren't going to learn about it. So be open to new ways of doing things, but find one new way and implement. Don't find 17 new ways. Loop around in confusion about the best one to implement. Waste your day, hammer your confidence, and attach to doing everything right. Okay, you're going to learn, implement, adapt. Learn, implement, adapt. And the third step is outsourcing our responsibility to others, right? So we don't want to rely only on external accountability. We don't want to rely only on other people's opinions or expertise. We are the experts of us. We want to use other people and community and learnings and everything to springboard ourselves, not to do it for us. So the, all of this is to say, the only thing that's gonna do is block you from trusting yourself, which is at the, found, which is at the foundation of everything that you want to achieve. Now listen, I know you, and I know that you're either taking on too much, and that's creating overwhelm, procrastination, and stopping you from getting it done, or you're keeping yourself busy doing lots of things that you don't need to do with all that busy work to avoid that overwhelm that's also coming up. And you can also flip between these two things of like getting everything done and then nothing done, and then everything done and nothing done. So depending on where you are depends on which lesson to implement and whether to implement it at all, right? Like if you are doing all the things, busy and rushing, then slow down, stop skipping the checks, take the pause. But if you are indulging in the checks and the pauses, get into gear and move forward, get implementing. And listen, if you get everything that I've spoken about in this episode in theory and you aren't implementing it in practice, 
Join Time Hackers where you'll not only get hours back of your life every week, you'll get years back to spend as you actually wish. You'll feel present with your life, with your family, with your loved ones. You'll feel calm, you'll feel focused, you'll feel clear. Because remember, your time is non-refundable and each day you choose not to learn the skill of time hacking and time optimization is a day you can't travel back to and change in the future. So we're ready for you. Click the link in the show notes, find out more. Come join us today. Bye, lovelies. Thanks for listening. Are you ready to feel better? You can download a free anxiety workbook, which includes a bonus worksheet to use anytime you feel anxiety creeping in by heading over to vickilouise.com forward slash guide. That is Vicky, V-I-K-K-I, then Louise, L-O-U-I-S-E. So vickilouise.com forward slash guide. The link will also be in the show notes. Just do it.